We're going to extend the Advent theme of love today. Uh, but I want to look at kind of the inside of love a little bit more, a little bit more t- today. Um, so I'm going to start, we'll start with a, a Christmas verse, Luke 2.14. You don't need to look it up. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it in a different version. So it, it's like hearing it again for the first time. So J.B. Phillips, um, which is... Uh, I feel like is a is a approved version because my good friend Greg gave me a J.B. Phillips Bible back when I was a very young believer, and I thought, well, if he gives it to me, it must be okay to read. And so, let me read this verse in the J.B. Phillips translation. And in a flash, there appeared with the angel a vast host of the armies of heaven. Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. Peace upon earth and upon men of goodwill. Now your Bible probably says something different. Some of you that remember the verse, why don't you tell me how yours goes? Anybody want to give me a shot at that? Peace on earth and goodwill to men. What are some other things? With whom he is pleased, with whom he has favor. Well, there's another translation that I want to launch out from for today's theme on love. And it's the YLT. Who knows what that stands for? The the guy that's trying to teach me Hebrew. (laughs) Thank you, Richard. Young's literal translation is a translation that tries to uh, literally translate the, the Bible in the uh, Greek and Hebrew language as much as it can and keep the, the context and the, and the thought process there. So let me read it to you in the YLT thing. It says, And suddenly there came with a messenger a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory in the highest, to God, and upon earth, peace among men, goodwill. We're going to look at that today just a little bit, um, because it's the goodwill of God in sending his son as a baby to live among us, to show us how to live, how to live perfectly, uh, in a way that pleases the Father. And um, that was his gesture of goodwill. Like some of the some of the songs that we've seen, Love Comes Down. That's what happened when God sent Jesus here. Um, and so he lived among us, and he became an acceptable sacrifice, which is God's demonstration of his love. Um, so, you know, can we talk too much about this subject, the love, the love of God? Are we talking about it forever? Yeah. And, you know, the more I think about it, it is, it is to me one of the most astonishing attributes of who he is. The God who has everything that needs nothing has this desire to be emotionally connected to you and me. And he 
desires to display that by loving us. Um, we're reading in the BSF, we're reading um, very much about things that are written by the Apostle John. And John, John tells us three things concerning God, either in John or 1 John. Three things we all know. Number one, God is light. That's in 1 John 1, 5. This is the message. This is the message we, the apostles, have heard from him, Jesus, and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness. Good. You guys know this stuff. I don't even need to be up here. And he says, God is spirit. And so Jesus says this directly to the woman at the well, doesn't he? God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Truth is light. Okay, so he's reiterating the same thing. And then John tells us that God is love. In 1 John 4, 8, it says this. The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Pretty logical statement there. So he makes, John makes these three, or God makes these three parts of who he is available by his grace through Jesus Christ to us. Um, and he makes them available without measure. He doesn't measure these things out. It's according to our yieldedness, according to our openness, according to our faith. It's, it's like, okay, that's all you get. No, as much as you want. He will give of these three things as much as you desire. Um, we're made in his likeness. So there is, there is this command not written uh, in these same words, but you know, we're supposed to love, we're supposed to have goodwill. We're supposed to have goodwill toward men. Willing the good of those around us. Um, so, you know, it, <laughs> Paul encouraged the churches in this way. Um, in First Thessalonians 4, 9, he says this, which... You know, it's interesting when we talk about this because I look around at our church, you know, I say, these people do this well. <laughs> they know how to love well. Um, but Paul saw the same thing in the church there. And he said this, Now as to the love of the brethren, you have no one for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves are phrase that Bill just read, for you, your you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Truly, we're taught by God to love one another. And his law is love and his gospel is peace. 
it goes on. It says, for indeed, you do practice it according, you do practice it toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more. Come on. <laughs> excel still more. That's what the best of coaches says, right? Yes, I know you set a record, but sound still. Set another one. Set a higher and a deeper display of the expression of love. And he then, he also says this. But now faith, hope, and love remain. But these three, but the greatest of these is which one? Why is that? For God is love. And when we see him, we don't need hope and we don't need faith. God, Love is the one that endures. That's the one that we will express from now to eternity. Um, so we press on to learn this to be taught by God to love one another with the love of God that we express it that way. Jesus summed up the Old Testament, not to the exclusion of studying the Bible, but he did sum up the Old Testament in this way when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, quoting Deuteronomy 6.5, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart all of your soul and all of your mind most of the time all the time some of the heart some of the soul no all 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 are we there yet I'm not there I'd love to be there I long to be there so I need to excel still more uh, in this respect, you know. But Jesus being Jesus gives a bonus. <laughs> and the second is likened to it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You with me? You want to hear more? You got it. We can go home. We can eat. <laughs> You know, there are mountains of scriptures and mountains of examples throughout the, throughout the Bible that um, affirm and confirm these two statements. You know, I wish that I could speak in a way that Jesus, he, just, he can just boil it down, you know. Boil it down, it's, it's this and it's this. If you'll just get this, you're on your way, you know. He boils it down. You can serve God. Or you can serve mammon. Take your choice. It's one or the other. There's no others. Mammon encompasses everything else that's of the earth and in the earth. Um, so he's come to make it possible for us to keep these commandments. And people say practice makes perfect, but it really makes better. And We'll be perfect when we see him. So let's keep working at it, right? Walking and working these two commandments out in our life 
brings us into the abundance he's promised. It serves God's purpose in our life when we walk and work these out. It blesses us to be a blessing. And so we need the presence and power of the Holy Spirit to do this. Um, You just can't do it in your own strength. Many Christians continue to try and do that. Is that baby moving? That's why y'all are smiling. No, I think it's hiccuping. Oh, really? (laughs) They've got the biggest smiles on their face. Brandon's hand is over there. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is love in action right here. Um, so we've got to, we've got to, there's, there's a couple things that as I've just thought about this, it's, um, I don't want to split hairs this morning, but learning love has to come before learning to love. We're great at acts and expressions of love, but what's back behind it that's pushing that out? And this is where the Lord has been really um, faithful as I've begun looking at this subject to uh, point out what's behind it or what's not behind it really. And I want to talk about that a little bit today just as we, as we move into, as we leave this year behind and we move forward into this new 2024. Because I, I just really feel that the core of these two commandments is is the thing that we need to carry forward uh, individually and, and as a church and excel still more in it. Um, and the only way we're going to do that is um, believing and receiving God's love first. Um, we can't give away anything we don't have. We can, we can give away acts of expression But if we don't really believe the fullness of how much he loves us, there is there is going to be something in our in our love that the three motives that I'm going to read in a minute, uh, the Holy Spirit will point out because he loves us and he's just wanting us to come to a purer and purer love, a purer goodwill, a willing of good for you know, our neighbor. Um, probably months ago, Bill, Bill, Bill quoted the first part of this verse, uh, which I have, I have one that I've memorized for years uh, out of First Timothy. It says, the goal of our instruction is love. Um, and this is, this, this was an, uh, an, admonition from Paul to Timothy. He said, look, little Timmy, you know, his, this is his little disciple, you know, and he was training him up and he was teaching him and he was getting ready to leave him, you know, to go on to his next place. And he says, look, Tim, the goal of our instruction is love. That's what, that's what we're aiming for. And so that's why I say these these two great commandments are the are kind of the core of what moves us forward in 2024. And um, but it it goes on. That's just the first half of the verse. And so 
you know, he was explaining to Timothy what's underneath that gold and what needs to be worked on uh, in us fallen people. And so um, it's these three motives that I want to talk about. It goes on and says, the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a clear conscience and a sincere faith. You know, and um, I don't know about you, but I, I can just be honest with you. There are times when you you express love or you display an act of love to someone and there is something that is not quite pure about your heart or your motive or your conscience. Is, uh, it's not given freely with no expectation of anything in return. It comes out of this whole abundance of goodwill towards that person's good. And, you know, I just, um, for me, I just have appreciated the Lord's gentleness in it. You know, Preston, you know, right there. Uh, why, why, did you, why did you do that for that person? Um, did you want them to like you? Did you need something from them later? <laughs> you know, were you building them up for a purpose? Um, were you, uh, in a loving way, giving them a rebuke that built you up? And, you know, it's just been really interesting to see how the Lord just continues to uh, encourage us you know, as we will allow him, you know, because it's a really still small voice. You know, he doesn't come up with a stick and hit me over the back of the neck and say, you dummy, you did it again. And it's, it's just this gentle thing of like, um, and it's not, it's not every time. It's just here and there. It's like, wow, I've got so much to learn about this, giving this, this kind of love out because you know, John says, perfect love cast out what? Cast out fear. So there's something in us that doesn't trust God in some area or realm of our life um, that we um, are afraid in some way. We're, we're either going to protect ourselves or uh, we're not going to be transparent in this particular way with this particular person or whatever. And so I just really want to encourage us as a body um, to really trust the Lord as we move into this year, beginning to um, let him pure, purify and purify the love that we extend to one another and to the world around us. Um, you know, it's not for our gain. You know, it's not to get anything back. It's just, it's just this pure will of their good. You know, it's it's funny. You can even you can even sometimes like, well, they didn't even thank me for that. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's just a very simple thing. You know, well, yes, it's the courteous thing to do. But how about they don't? Or how about they forgot? You know, did you just give it with a this whole heart, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a word or a gift or um, time or whatever it is. And so I just want to encourage us in this because I think as it becomes more and more in this kind of place that we will just see more and more affirmation of God on the things that he calls us to do and more and more of, of um, a platform that 
I can trust these people to do this right. And so as we go forward this year, um, I want to, I'm just calling us to excel still more. I'm calling myself to, to that as, and it only happens as we allow him to, to, as, as he allows us to be taught by God in this particular area because he's always looking at the heart. It's the motive, you know, that's behind the act that is what um, he is most desirous of because if he can get the heart from which the issues of life flow, it's from the heart that the will then acts. And so that's what he's working on. That's what I want him to work on in me. That's what I want him to work on us in us as a body. And so I just want to encourage you in that because 1 John 4, 7, this is the last verse. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love, as I said earlier, does not know God for God is love. By this, the love of God was made known to us that God has sent his only begotten son, his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be that substitute for our sins. I read this one thing in Matthew Henry's commentary, which I really don't generally read his stuff, but I did because I thought this was a really good thing that he said and goes right back to what the angels, you know, the messenger comes and tells the uh, shepherds not to be afraid, but then it's like the rest of them just couldn't. They said, no, no, this is for all of us. And the whole sky just fills up with this host of angels and says, glory to God in the highest. This is what uh, Matthew says. Other works of God, mainly all the works of God, are for his glory. But the redemption of the world is for his glory in the highest. That's what he's about. Glory to God in the highest. They begin to see, even though I don't think they understood, it's begun. The redemption has begun when they sent him. So we're going to move into um, uh, communion at this particular time. I, I want to change one word in one of Chris Tomlin's song um, with permission just for, um, just for today. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true that it's my joy to remember you. That's what he's called us to do, to remember him. And so we're going to, we're going to um, move the Advent wreath out of the way so there's easy access to this and... Um, so, Dale, you lit the candles. <laughs> Can you and Jason like just move that over there? So it's called communion because we're communing 
<coughs> with the presence of, of Jesus as we remember what he's done uh, in his sacrifice uh, on the cross on our behalf. Uh, and that sacrifice was confirmed in an act of power when God raised him from the dead. So uh, Greg is going to pray over these elements. I want you to come. Uh, I'm not sure there's enough cups out there. So if you are so inclined, you can break off your piece of bread and dip it in the larger cup. Um, And then we will go back to your seats and we'll take that together. So Greg, if you would um, just offer these, these simple things up for what they represent today. You know, the death of Jesus proves that he's human. Mm-hmm. The resurrection of Jesus proves he's God. And he says, this bread is my body. It represents my body. Mm-hmm. And he imagine, and it's, we skip over it, but just imagine God, who is forever, takes on a human body. God that that is fills the universe becomes a baby. Mm-hmm. Who could have ever imagined such a thing? And he gives his body to be broken to, for us. And and the cup, the, the, the blood, the juice is spilled for us. Side was pierced and the blood ran down. And he gave up. King James says he gave up the ghost. He gave up the spirit. And so this is what we're doing when we take the cup and the, and the bread. We're remembering God incarnate, God becoming a man, taking on flesh, and living a sinless life. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. And so that's what we're going to do now. Remember the Lord and all of his glory and in his humility for us. Amen. Amen. Come as you will and uh, get your elements and then we will uh, partake together one body. (coughs)